Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Sarah's View of Life. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. Failure or redirect? They say that if you're not willing to fail, you're not willing to learn. They say that if you give in after the first attempt, that that is failure. They say that a negative attitude of I can't, I won't, it will never happen to me, is inviting failure. They say that if you have never failed, you have never achieved. I look at all my failures, and if you wish to call them that, there have been many, and I call them my redirects, my lessons. And I have had many, many, many lessons along the way in my life. Each one of them was there to show me something. And sometimes it wasn't clear in the moment. It wasn't clear to understand what it was that I was actually seeing. It's when you step back or take that redirect that you realize that that last step you took was a preparation for this next one. I look at failure as those that give up, those that will never try again, those that won't make any effort. I know what it's like to be knocked down, to be sat on, to be squashed. And sometimes it's hard to get up. You can't just spring up every time. But that's okay because when you do get back up, you know you don't want to go back down there again. Because I was a sickly child, did not finish school, and I'm not very academic. I'm dyslectic and I can't spell to save my life. A lot of people have deemed that to be a failure. How can I accomplish anything without an education? How could I achieve anything in life without the academics? Well, because I didn't have these things, I had to go with my wits, my intuition. I had to be willing to try, to see if I could do it. Virtually every job that I ever got, I BSed my way into it. Yes, of course I can do that. You know, you never know until you try. I was the first woman rep for mobile oil in South Africa. I didn't know a thing about oil. I did this workshop on it, still couldn't tell you anything about it. But I know customer service. I know what people need. They know the difference between mobile oil and Shell and Exxon and everything else. They know which product they like, but they're looking for the best service. Who's going to give them the best deal, the best service, the best product they can get out to the people. And that's where I could excel. I could hear what the people needed. I, being a seer, I could see what the issues were and I could bring them back to head office so we could address them. I didn't get very far because of misogyny and sexism. The person I had rejected eventually became my boss and decided to fire me. I had my own little retaliation. I had just signed this one 
company up from Shell to Mobile Oil on a big deal. I picked up the phone right in front of this so-called new boss and told the person that we could not fulfill the promise, the order. It wasn't a promise, but it was an order. And they had to go back to Shell. I put the phone down and the guy said, what was the order? And I told him and his jaw dropped and I got up and I walked out. Little retaliation, yeah. Did it feel good at the time? Yes. How else was this person going to understand that there are repercussions to things? He underestimated me. I rejected him sexually. His little ego was hurt and he was out to get me in any way that he could. I did not fail at mobile oil. I came to learn what I needed to learn. One of the things I realized is I'm a disruptor. And that doesn't always mean I'm a hurricane. <laughs> I don't go in to disrupt just for the sake of it. But I seem to have an instinct to go in and disrupt systems and programs that aren't working. I went on to work for a couple of other companies and I worked with bosses that, you know, I, I was in a very sexist country. Misogyny was very high. And I remember coming back from some clientele. I was working for a glass company and they were complaining about every time their delivery, so many things were broken. Packaging was wrong with the way it was handled. And every time they made a complaint, it was how they were ignored. And I told my boss and my boss kind of ignored me. And I don't know how I ended up in the boardroom in this big meeting, but I brought it up at the board and I told them what I thought the solutions were and also what we needed to do to keep these people as clients uh, because they felt they'd been done wrong. And it was accepted. And later I was approached to take my boss's job. That had happened to me before. I never set out to do it. Didn't want the boss's job. It was just that he had ignored what I had to say and I was there to point out what was needed. It wasn't a one-upmanship. It's just I was there and I spoke what I saw. I declined the job and of course my boss was not very happy because he was demoted. He hadn't listened to his reps. He hadn't listened to the people that were on the front lines. His ego got in the way. So is it a lesson of ego that we will not learn the lessons? Is it a lesson of ego that we do not want to fail? Is failure something so bad? J.K. Rowling did a wonderful speech on failure and how she'd failed so many times before Harry Potter came along. And it was because of those failures that Harry Potter came along. I've been figured as a, as a failure. You never stay at one job long enough. You know, you failed at your marriage, you failed at this, you failed at that. And I go, marriage is a two-way street. We both failed. We both failed. And I'm not meant to be in one job. In actual fact, I am in one job. But my job is to go into many jobs and disrupt. <laughs> Show that there's another way. Show them not to be complacent. Show them to listen to the people that work for them. Show them to listen to their clientele. Show them that consideration, respect, and kindness will always, always win out. I know 
that I may go to a restaurant where the service isn't the very best, but the food is fantastic. And I have to weigh it up. I love the food, but I don't love the attitude. Am I going to go back for that food when the service is so bad? I don't know. Am I going to go somewhere else where they make me feel at home, where the service is good? The food may be not quite up to the same quality, but it's good and it tastes good because you've been treated well. I'm going to go for the latter. You see, ambiance is a part of the dish. And if somebody makes you feel welcome, you're already partaking. So in any business that you're doing, remember customer service comes first. Making people feel at home. Making them feel that they've got your full attention. Making them feel that you really care about what they order or what you're selling them or, or what their problem is. Making them feel that you're there for them. Whether it be for a moment while you're taking an order, whether it's something you're doing online, follow up with an email, whether it's something you're doing on the phone, make some niceties along the way. We're tired of being treated like a number. We're tired of just being seen or not seen, you know, just the dollar sign. That I think is failure. When you fail to pay attention to your customer, when you're looking at the bottom line and you're not looking at the needs and, and the need to have that person refer you or come back to you if you're comfortable with you, it's the same with your staff. If the people that work for you are bitter and twisted by the way they're being treated, if they feel unappreciated, if they feel that you don't listen, you don't respect, then why would they give their all to you? There is this um, show called Undercover Boss. And bosses from the ivory tower go down in disguise and go and work on the front lines. And what they learn about their staff, the hardships, the difficulties that they're going through in the work, it becomes life-changing for them. And in that becomes changing for the entire company and the way they treat people. Virgin has always been very good in the way they treat their people. They want to stay with Virgin because they're treated so well. So they are loyal and they're going to give their all. You see, we want people that feel they're a part of a family. We want people to feel that they're really going from one family to another, their work family, their home family, and that they feel that that they're there. It's important to have that. We spend so many hours at work. Whether we're now working online and having to Zoom call people or phone people, or whether we're working in person, we want to know there's an interaction. Failure to do so is going to make that person feel unwanted. Excuse me, need some coffee this morning. Or that you simply don't care. I recently went through a transaction of a site building and I told this person what I wanted right up front. A price was agreed on. He came back with something and I said, no, I wanted the theme changed on this website. I didn't just want this fix. I wanted the theme changed. That was the entire establishment. Otherwise I could have done what he did. And he decided on a theme 
and then I have to say, nope, don't like the font, don't like this, don't like that. It's work in process, right? I like this, I like that. Yes, let's do it this way. And that's what that collaboration, I have the vision of what I want. And here's the person that's going to do it for me. Well, he decided on a program that was totally different to what I was used to and had to give me a tutorial on how to work it. And it's still difficult. And when the bill came, it was $110 more. And I said, hang on, this wasn't agreed on. You agreed this and that. And I said, no, I agreed on a new theme, a new site. And if there were going to be more expenses, you should say, this is going to cost you this much more. Not just suddenly hit you with a bill at $110 more. So what did he do? He pulled my site. I told him I was busy all week. I couldn't have time to go through it before I paid him off. And he went and pulled the site. You won't get it back unless you pay me. That's a threat. Will this person ever, ever, ever be referred to by me? No. Absolutely not. I now don't have the site, even though I've paid him. I have to go through all the thing with the backup with GoDaddy again to rectify the site. Then I have to go in there and pray to God I can use the damn thing. If you are going to have to charge more, you have to be upfront. This is going to cost 50 bucks more. Then I can deduce, do I want to do that or not? Not suddenly spring it on someone. And you certainly do not withhold something because I'm questioning the price. I have a right to question the price. It's $110 more. Anyway, that's something I have to work out. But the point is, if you want to have somebody refer you, this person did a wonderful site, great to work with, really economical, and I will refer him. The business you want is referral. People want to go with people who other people have had a good experience with. If you're out just for the dollars to squeeze as much as you can out of someone and you don't care, screw them over, you are not going to get referrals and you're going to get bad testimonies. That is failure because it's failure to supply, it's failure to communicate and it's failure to deliver what you promised. We are no longer at that stage in life where it's like, what's in it for me? What's the bottom dollar? How much do I make? Who do I screw over? We have had enough of being screwed over. We want you to see us, to hear us, to hear what it is we need from your services. And we want you to provide. And if there is a, a miscommunication or you're not quite sure, then dialogue. Ask the questions from another side. If you have to spend more time with a client in order to get where you need to go, be willing to do that. Not like, well, we're on the clock. No, nope, your time is up. That will be another $300. Like shrinks. That doesn't work, does it? Because you're just feeling that you're opening up. And now they say, time's up. Pay up. Instead of allowing. 
allowing you to unfold at your own level, at your own time, at your own trust level. We're looking at the world right now, and it's one great big Haglas disruption. Mighty countries are falling. And they're not falling by outside influence, they're falling internally, crumbling from the inside out like a black hole. And people who don't like it, people who are fighting for equality, for justice, for stability, are clinging on to the edge and begging not to be sucked into that hole. The die has been cast. The disruption is too great. The hurricane is going to have to pass through before there can be any stability because that disruption was there to get rid of the corruption, to get rid of the bad service, to get rid of the failure. It's time to redirect. So we're seeing this around the world and we're seeing which countries are really good at it and which countries aren't. And you know, this is the time to ask ourselves, I may be good at my job, but perhaps I'm failing in my life. Maybe I'm great in my life, but not in my job. Maybe it's time to redirect. Maybe I've taken too much for granted and I don't give enough back. Maybe I'm not out there for other people in the way that I could be. Maybe it's too much about me and not enough about we. After all, I am a community. Time to reflect, review, renew, redirect. Failure is to sit back in complacency. Failure is to sit back in fear and anger. Failure is to point the fingers at everyone else and not take accountability. Success is to stand up and even say, I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and be willing and allow myself to go forward and see what it is I can do to participate. I can do to help out. I can do to be a part of the change. It's up to us. Inaction is failure. Actionism is the new activism. For it is action in words and my body and soul. So yes, I've failed a lot in life, but every single failure has brought me to where I am today. Will I still quote fail? Yes. Gosh, I make mistakes. I take on too much. I forget things. I get things mixed up. I spell things wrong. I'm imperfect. I'm perfectly imperfect. I'm Sarah. And Sarah isn't meant to be everything, even though Sarah wears all the hats. Not all hats fit properly. I muddle through with it because I have to. I do the best I can wearing that hat, but it's not my forte. I cannot delegate that hat at this time because I cannot afford to employ someone. I'm here supporting the people who are needing support in their work who are there to inspire you, uplift you, guide you through these turbulent times. That is my job. 
and some of the hats aren't going to fit well and I will make mistakes and I will no longer beat myself up for it. Own it, apologize for it, fix it and move on. That's all it is. I've recently had another redirect where I'm living. I had wanted to move into my own apartment, but COVID has come along and said financially no. And the other thing is I live with a wonderful 87-year-old who still drives, would still work if she could right now, has been working, but had to give it up because of COVID. She's got so much energy and so much strength, but she has memory loss. And we've become companions. And it's like, why go and go to a place of my own when we're so happily sharing together? She is an inspiration and she's a good friend. So my redirect is to stop looking for a place of my own because clearly I'm not meant to have it right now. I'm meant to be here. So here I will stay. The only difference is I'm bringing my own furniture in. So I have a little of my own around me. So you're going to see different backgrounds soon. <laughs> that is the compromise I'm making. Have some of my own stuff around me, my kids' photo albums, some books, you know, some pieces of furniture I like, and just make it feel more like home for me. And that's sometimes what we have to do. I can't get what I'm striving for, but maybe it's just not meant to be right now. So what can I do in twisting to the left and the right that will still give me what I need without a full redirect? Compromise, right? Sometimes we have to bend, not break, bend. And we'll understand in that bending and in being flexible, we will understand the why we need to be flexible. So, how do you look at failure? Is it, oh, I failed and I could never do it again? No! <laughs> Is that working for you? Or, is it, you know, I didn't do a good job at that. So clearly that is not my direction. I'm going to have to try something else. And I may not do well at that, but I'll have to keep trying some other things until I find that something that really connects my heart and soul and spirit and I want to pour all of me into it. But I am willing to take the walk, take the journey in exploration, in adventurism, in wonderment and see where I go. Because failure to do so means you will be stagnant in your own misery, in your own discontent, and you will wither away into somebody fearful, angry, and start blaming everyone else for it. So, check your failure. Is it a good failure? Did it send you off in another direction? What did you learn from it? Was it just a redirect? May the force be with you. <laughs> Remember, we're not alone. Even if we feel alone sometimes on our own journey, that loving energy from the universe and source is with you all the time. There are people along your journey to help you along the way, giving you tools and advice and skills or just encouragement. We are there for you. There are 2,500 stories here for you on Self-Discovery Media that are there for you. Take a listen. They've taken the journey ahead of you. They know what you're going through. 
and they're there to help you on your so don't be afraid one step in front of the other don't try run you don't know where you're running to you might be on a rocky path right now you've got to make sure that your feet are truly touching the ground but don't walk with your head right down you know look down to see where you're going but pay attention to your surroundings because they're the indicators do i pay attention to that do i stop and talk to that person do i engage in this oh, this doesn't feel right keep on walking be interactive and participatory in your own life be willing to fall land on your ass and get yourself back up because that's where the success is is getting back up no matter how many times you fall getting back up and continuing on not mindlessly doing the same thing but being aware was it a shift to the left or the right was it a stop and turn around you're in a cul-de-sac pay attention there are always signs there is always something to guide you forward if you pay attention so have a wonderful week folks and until next time this is sarah troy bye for now we hope you enjoyed the show we look forward to bringing you more shows please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.